Hell yeah. Welcome to the Tough Cut Pod. I'm Jake. Hey, that's not our normal intro. What the heck's going on here? (laughs) Jake. (laughs) Everything's all out of order this morning because we live in a cursed world. It's because I'm out of order this morning. If I had like an out of order sign tattooed to me, it'd be relevant. I get it. One on your chest. Anyway. Hello and welcome back. Um, If you've joined us before, we're the Tough Cut Podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. I'm hungover, but I am Jake. (laughs) And this is episode 38, part two (laughs) of our Scooby-Doo bracket. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, An interesting one. (laughs) And likely a pretty quiet one, because I imagine loud noises will not be good for Jake. No, no, I love loud noises. Here's the thing. Anyone who's listening to this podcast who's under 21 or under 18, if you're in Europe, because I know you're out there, listeners. Yeah, there are some. (laughs) Um, Don't drink a lot and then record a podcast. (laughs) Don't do it. It's dumb. And that was Jake's advice for the day. That's the PSA. (laughs) I'm going to be dropping knowledge to you guys just throughout this episode. Don't do it. (laughs) Terrible mm. flashbacks to the Oscar mm. season finale where Jake was just drunk for that one. <laughs> Coming at you in today's bracket, we've got Scooby Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf versus Scooby Doo and the Goblin King. Hell and yeah. Scooby Doo 2002 versus uh, Scooby Doo and the Curse of the 13th Ghost. So it should be a lot of fun. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, we're going to be spoiling these movies, maybe others, and also spoiling Jake's upcoming life advice column. Matt, I love you just jumping into the spoilers, <laughs> like expecting Jake being unable to do it. Uh, another life take. Another life take. Um, if someone gifts you something called pickle vodka, don't like accept it. Oh, oh. It sounds disgusting. Oh, God. It's awful. It's fucking. It just tastes like pickle juice. And then uh, afterwards, like five seconds afterwards, you're like, I just did a vodka shot and I hate my life. Wasn't that like a pickle back? Did someone that a gift thing? you yeah. pickle vodka? Yeah. Someone gave yeah. it to you. Is it? Yeah. Is that a person who listens to this podcast? Yes. Fuck you. Listener, Jake. Jake doesn't know what he's saying. He's not in his right mind. Uh, he's very upset at the world right now. Don't take it to heart. Unless you're also one of the people Jake has plans with today that he's going to be late for because he's recording <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> because he, we don't have to expose my whole life uh, we can fix it in post nah nah expose <laughs> me I'm a little bitch today anyway <laughs> Jake you're already pretty exposed on this zoom camp. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I didn't I didn't fully dress for the recording of this guys not the first time and likely <laughs> won't be the last time just wait until we start doing live shows <laughs> oh my gosh Dude. with that Alex, do you want to go ahead and introduce Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf? I would be happy to. Released in 1988, directed by Ray Patterson, and of course produced by William Hanna and Joseph Barbera, this is Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf. Our oldest Scooby-Doo movie, uh, one of the classics, in this one, the gang isn't actually in it. It is just Scooby, Shaggy, Scrappy, and Scooby's girlfriend, Googie. (laughs) in this movie just the concept of it is so hysterical dracula hosts an annual monster road race that all the monsters have to compete in but this year the werewolf 
decided it was retiring and would move to Florida. So Dracula had to get a new werewolf. And apparently the only way to make a new werewolf is Mm -hmm. uh, a 500 (laughs) or is a special ceremony that can only happen every 500 years. And a shaggy is the only person who can become a werewolf. So Dracula turns shaggy into a werewolf. So that way he can drive the wolf wagon. I agree. The monster road rally. I love this movie. This was my other like childhood Scooby-Doo movie that I watched a lot. I remember we had the VHS and we would always watch it at my grandma's house. Nice. I just think it's so funny. I think it, in my mind, absolutely holds up. I think you've got such funny characters. Dracula and Vanna Pyra are so funny. (laughs) Uh, It's great. You like was honestly pretty surprised because you know, sometimes like these old cartoons, the like plot structure is pretty weak, but I felt like the pacing of this one was surprisingly good. Like the race, which is the culmination of the action actually takes up like a good portion of the movie. I don't know. I just thought it was fun. I had a great time. Matt, what did you think of this one? So why didn't you call on me first, bitch? I wanted to give you more time to re- to rest. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Matthew, what, what do you think of this movie? Um, so I have seen this one before, a childhood classic, truly. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I mean, I love Scooby-Doo movies. I do think that a couple things stood out to me in very strange ways. One, um, Googie kind of scares me a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's just something, I don't know, something that doesn't quite sit right with me about Googie. Yeah, I'm with you on Second, that. Second, Dracula is peak comedy. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. There are so many moments that I don't even know are supposed to be jokes, but they're just like so <laughs> strange and random. I'm sure we'll get into them. Yeah, that race does go on for a really long time. It's a long race. I'm sure we'll also talk about. Uh, it was fun, though. I enjoyed it. Jake, what, how about you? Yeah, I remember this movie. I'm so in it. I remember this movie. <laughs> Don't make me giggle. Don't make me laugh. Don't make me sing. I I do like it. However, I think I think it should have been way shorter than it was. It was one of the longest Scooby movies. And I think it should have been way sore. However, oh yeah, Dracula is really funny. This my favorite line. I hope it's the same favorite line as myself. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it will be. I hope it is. He was like, you. He was talking to Crunch and the other motherfucker. Bunch. Bunch. Target crunch. And he yeah. was like, "You better get him this time, or you both will have to turn in your hubs." <laughs> what? <laughs> my favorite. Dracula line just because we're talking about it I have to throw it out <laughs> Yeah, there is just like a cutaway to Dracula he's you know it's a reaction to something and he goes I'm such a dirty guy <laughs> and- <laughs> oh my god that was literally my second one I literally just highlighted that in my it notes so funny <laughs> just like this guy putting on I'm this such a dirty guy. Thick, <laughs> fake vampire accent just going I'm such a dirty guy <laughs> also how he says shaggy Shaggy. Yeah. Shaggy. Shaggy. Very funny. This movie was a lot of fun. But yes, I agree with Jake. You must race in the monster road the rally, Shaggy. Uh, clocking in at 90 oh, minutes so for a movie about a monster race. <laughs> uh, boy. This should not have been 90 minutes. This might be one of the longer 
What's the longest? Perhaps no, the longest entry in the live action. I think the live action is only like eighty-eight minutes. It's ninety-six. Is it? I think. Oh. I watched it yesterday. Oh, either way, either way. Admittedly, the live action does have longer credits. That's true. So it might actually be the same. Now we we go to a much more um, modern rendition, which fun fact shares uh, Casey Kasem as Shaggy, which is particularly unusual post 2002 when Matthew Lillard started to sort of take over. God, I love Matthew Lillard. Yes, we'll get there. We'll we'll get there. I'm sure we've got Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King released in 2008, directed by Joe Shita. It is a thorough and full bodied Halloween romp. When Mm -hmm. the amazing Krudsky, a villainous magician, gets true and real magical powers, Scooby-Doo and Shaggy take center stage as they must delve into the underworld to retrieve the Goblin King's scepter to stop the amazing Krudsky. Guys, this bracket was coming up right on Halloween. I think this movie Mm -hmm. is (laughs) just so fun in a lot of ways. You've got Tim Curry as the Goblin King. Hell yeah. You've you've just got so many good people involved in this. I just think it's so fun and so thoroughly (laughs) Halloween-y, which is really enjoyable. How do you feel about this one, Alex? Again, why wasn't I I chosen? uh, You know what, Jake? You go first. Jake, you go. Jake, I want you to go. I'm not ready. Alex, can you go? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) I love Scooby-Doo movies, and I thoroughly enjoyed watching every single Scooby-Doo movie in this bracket, except for this one. I think this movie is so atrociously bad. It is so bad. It is literally Fred, Velma, and Daphne are in the movie, but don't do anything. This movie is just a Shaggy and Scooby go to Magic World, meet someone magic, who helps them get to the next place, and then they meet a new person who helps them do the next thing. It is so awful. I hate it. I hated this movie. Oh, my God. No. Uh, Jake, what did you think? <laughs> I'm under law to say I can't hate this movie because it has Tim Curry in it. Also, it just has an awfully great cast. it underuses cast. Tim Curry. It, you're, it under- you're, you're right. Like, it you're has right. a great cast. It has so many great people, but they're all underused. You're Ugh. right, but he's still in it. Here's the thing. I actually, I love The Goblin King. Uh, what's interesting about both these movies is that they're not really Scooby. Like they're not like the gag is not in them at all for both of these movies. Scooby Doo, Shaggy, and well, Reluctant Werewolf has Scrappy, which again I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah, fuck Scrappy. It's Team <laughs> Fuck Scrappy. I love I, I I love the Goblin King, but here's the thing: it just feels like a movie that happens to have Shaggy and Scooby in it rather than like a Scooby-Doo movie. Whereas Reluctant Werewolf, for me, it feels like it was supposed to be a Scooby-Doo movie, but honestly, like it just, it was just so long and just felt like it had nothing to do with anything as well. Huh. I love both of them because like we said, I love Scooby-Doo movies, but Tim Curry, man. I mean, Wallace Shawn, like Jim Belushi, like Wayne Knight. Yeah. These are it's but a having a cast. good cast didn't save it. Like it's such a good cast, but like it's it's ugh, it's Jay Leno is the pumpkin. Like so much potential, right? Like that's what makes yeah. me so upset about the Goblin King is it has so much potential, and it feels like it was just a vehicle to get actors in Scooby Doo, right? But they also have jazz spooky skeleton bands. Yeah, so does Scooby Doo the Reluctant Werewolf. 
They've got Monster Band. Right. They've got Monster Party where, where they eat spooky ghost food. Yeah, no Goblin Rave. That's true. I actually really love the idea in Goblin King that like this man just threw like the banger of the year and then he's just sitting in the corner just like looking like he's having an awful time. It's just at his banger of the year. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to be a powerful man someday. It's not going to happen, folks, if you could tell by <laughs> my whole demeanor today. Uh, but if I was a powerful man one day, I want to throw a fucking banger and be like, this is the party of the year. And I just want to look miserable the whole time. <laughs> I want to look powerful and miserable. And that's that's my arc going forward. And I'm already at miserable today. So... <laughs> Let's go for powerful guys. No, I, I like Goblin King. It's just, again, is it a Scooby-Doo movie? Yes. Is it? No. That was a sentence chew on that one. The Goblin King, voiced by Tim Curry, so handsome and sexy, is a sexy man. I'll I'll say it. Goblin King, sexy. Right. Why'd they make all the, all the goblins so ugly and gross, but then the Goblin King so sexy? Well, because they're but lowly regular goblins. And he is the Goblin King. Right. I mean, it's actually this movie is about class um, consciousness. Yeah. Thank you. Jake. <laughs> Something I want to address with Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King. Furry Princess Willow. The Goblin King mm-hmm. is, you know, she calls him daddy. And mm-hmm. I just want to understand, is she a biological mm-hmm. daughter to him, an adoptive daughter or something else entirely? I think this movie is heavily implying <laughs> that fairies are just pretty goblins mm. that can fly and are tiny. Mm. That's great. I don't, I don't know. I I think the Goblin King just smacked some fairy cheeks. <laughs> the size difference there would be <laughs> pretty crazy. Honestly, and I hate to say it, love you, Tim. I think it's because goblins have very tiny peni <laughs> and they have to make up for it. By, by sleeping with small fairies. creatures. Yeah, that's my whole thing, guys. Let's not linger on that. Let's okay. <laughs> um, we'll we'll leave that okay, where that is. I like. I literally have a note where I was like, "How how do, how do goblins have sex with fairies? And where's the mom? I want to see what the mom looks like. I imagine the mom is like a chain smoking fairy. You know what I mean? Um." <laughs> I, I don't quite follow the logic there. I think she's like, hey, Goblin King, how you doing? You want some sugar? <laughs> you, you want some sugar? And he's like, in one night he got carried away, but at that point, like, the mob, like, uh, either passed away or got fucked up. So he's like, I need to send a good example for my kid. And so he's a little bit, like, strict on her because she doesn't, he doesn't want her to end up, like, the chain smoking. Like, not that if you're a chain smoker, you're bad, but this one is. <laughs> Do you guys think the Goblin King has a Goblin Queen and that Fairy Princess Willow is just like the bastard daughter and it's like a whole embarrassment Mm. in the the Goblin King's family? Maybe. She's kind of got that vibe. Like she's like a little mischievous. That's true. She does sneak out early. Yeah. On Halloween night of all nights. Yeah, And the amazing Krudsky steals her magic. I don't know, dude. Man, that would suck if the amazing (laughs) Krudsky stole my magic. I would hate that. Yeah, Uh, that would suck. That would suck. And then I have to be like stuck in his smelly hat. That'd be the worst in, in Kredsky's smelly hat. Okay. <laughs> Look, I get it. <laughs> Scooby and the Goblin King, not a perfect movie. 
but it's just got those hallo- <laughs> no, Halloween no, 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 vibes. Matt, Matt, my Matt, guy. Matt, it's it's Matt. It's not that it's not a perfect movie. It's that it's a bad movie. <sighs> I, and yo. of course, like I think it is so it is so perfect that these two movies are matched up because they're both, they're both Halloween monster movies, movies right? Oh. They're both. <laughs> Focused on Shaggy and Scooby. Uh, Like, I think if you look at all the things that you like about Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King, the monsters, the Halloween, the spooky, you get better versions of it in Reluctant Werewolf. There's also this piece that the things I like less about Reluctant Werewolf are much stronger. Like, I very much agree that the movie drags. I feel like 20% of the scenes are just like these gags of how can bunch and crunch or whatever the two hunchbacks how can they screw something up and i'm like dude this got old like (laughs) 20 minutes into the movie and we're still do you'll they'll do like four of those scenes back to back of like how can they mess up and i'm like okay (laughs) like i just don't like those are stick in my memory much more strongly to me i think you are faulting reluctant werewolf for doing what scooby-doo was originally of recurring bits that are characters doing the same thing over and over again, which is what those early Scooby-Doo's were. Sure. And I think we can fault them for that. Well, you are faulting Scooby-Doo for being Scooby-Doo at that point. You know, you're going to get mad at Shaggy and Scooby for wanting to eat food. Like, no, of course not. You know, um, Ogie. it's the same oh, thing. Yeah. Like those repeated <laughs> jokes. That's what Scooby-Doo was in its core. And it can evolve beyond that, I think, is is my perspective. What were you going to say, Jake? You started with the word. Yeah, but if it evolves into <laughs> Goblin King, I don't want to see that. <laughs> you started saying something. You just said, would you say Googie or Oogie, Jake? I say oog- Oogly Boogly Wobbly Why No More Werewolf Am I. Yeah, the fact that it's that simple to turn back into a human is just like you gotta yeah. say a little chant. I was like, so where was the tension here? Which I just thought was funny. So basically, like comment for that is because did, did they ever revisit the idea of Shaggy as a werewolf? The sequel. I feel like the that's end. the whole thing that makes this fun is that like that is cool seeing Shaggy as a werewolf. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much my whole thing. Where it's like, like. Yeah, that was fun, but I remember that being way more fun. And now when I watch it as I'm older, I'm like, it's kind of long. This feels like a drawn out Teen Titans driving episode one. And I kept wishing the you guys remember that episode? Actually, there's an episode of Teen Titans where randomly, randomly, it's a random episode. You are thrown in and they're in the middle of a race with like versus all of their like villains or like different people. And Red X is there I, and yeah, all that. And they're like, one. we're driving for a prize. It's like Big Daddy Dingus or whatever the it's dude is. This is lore that is far and, beyond um, my, my capacity. Yeah, no, this is... <laughs> I, I'm revealing a lot about myself. But this is one of the best episodes. It just throws you in it randomly. And at the end, there's a case that's really important to Robin. And they open it because the Teen Titans won in the end, barely. And they don't reveal what it is. And there there are like fan theories or long posts where like what was in the case or whatever. And it's a random episode in like the middle of the series towards the later seasons when they're about to end. I liked that better because it was like 30 minutes. And it was just like, yeah, the racing is fun. And like they did the thing. I really think this movie would have benefited from being shorter and just like leaning into the whole racing whatever thing. Mm. You know, if you're not going to be a mystery movie, which... Both this and Goblin King aren't mysteries. 
it is no mystery what is happening. They're just they're just thrown into some <laughs> shenanigans. Some you're right. You're right. That is true for both of these. Uh, <laughs> like. Yeah. If you're going to do that, though, I think Goblin King does do it better because they just say, fuck it, throw you into it and make it shorter. <laughs> and like, whatever. on account We're, of the fact I've, that Goblin King is shorter. He's like, it's easier to get through it <laughs> because <laughs> it's shorter. <laughs> I didn't want to say it so simple. but Cut to like uh, 10 maybe. minutes ago when you quietly in the background are like, because they're both bad. Jake is like it's easier to sit through 75 minutes of bad than 90 minutes of bad (laughs) also the fact that the announcer and like that we just get introduced to this world in Reluctant Werewolf and it's like we just are supposed to accept that Shaggy is a professional race car driver and he's really good at it they're like the young young American race car driver it's like okay this is the world we're in man let's just roll with it love it I love it I love the villager fans at the at the monster rally the yay Oh, so good. So many oh, good they, jokes. They were fun. I, I did I did like that bit. I was a fan of that bit. That's my input. I think I got a second round of oh, wooziness. No. Uh, well, shall we? Oh, boy. I guess, is Jake's health then the, the limiting <laughs> factor? Yeah, should we vote? Yeah, hell yeah, let's vote. Well, I'll start because I feel like I'm pretty obvious. I am voting for Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf. Hell yeah. Not a perfect movie, but I think a better <laughs> Scooby-Doo movie than Goblin King. Mm. Mm. thoughts matthew <laughs> i'm a little torn like i'll make it easy for you they called shaggy a nerd in the reluctant <laughs> werewolf as like a bad thing that's pretty <laughs> fucked up so i'm voting goblin king well i am going to vote for scooby-doo and the goblin king i just think it's closer to the halloween spirit and hey um who knows maybe alex has just got a lot of gripes to unload with this one and i don't think we've seen the end of it <laughs> 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 <sighs> God, I hated it. So Tim Curry advances yet again. That, okay, no, I I have issue with that. This is not a Tim Curry movie. Tim Curry is a wasted on this movie. Tim Curry is a wonderful performer, a wonderful <laughs> actor, and he barely does shit in this movie. It's bullshit. Are you saying he has like 10 lines total in Goblin King? Because that would be crazy. How, how dare you say <laughs> Tim Curry advances? After that, vote. okay, okay, Ugh, Scrappy Dude does not advance. How about that? I'm fine with that. I'm okay. That is a better way to say it. Hey, Jake, how you doing? <laughs> you feel up to introducing Scooby Doo 2002, or do you want me to introduce? <laughs> no, no, no. I got it. I got it. I just forgot that I didn't send my notes for this one on my phone, <laughs> so I got num num num. Scooby Doo, where are you? Here's the thing, guys. I pitched the live action Scooby Doo. It was me. I Thank did God it. someone 2002. did. 2002. Raja Gosnell directed. James Gunn did yes, the screenplay. Which we'll get to. <laughs> Fun fact. Yeah. Look, I rewatched this literally yesterday before I did a dumb, you know. I I giggled throughout this whole thing. This is just such a good childhood. <laughs> like I I think the casting's fucking impeccable. I think like they all come to life in a great way. They have a lot of fun with like the shit that they're doing and they complicate it. It is still a mystery as well, even though it's like the formula where it's like, this is a real thing going on, but it's still a mystery. And the biggest thing about this that I really like is that they are heavily, 
heavily on team fuck Scrappy Doo. <laughs> like they just hate Scrappy Doo so much in this movie, <laughs> and I'm a big fan of it. So um, <laughs> that's how I feel. Alex, how do you feel about live action Scooby Doo? I uh, really enjoyed this movie. I haven't seen it in many, many, many years. I was kind of amazed that it came out in 2002. Yeah. So I remembered, I feel like I remembered it coming out later than that. Right. Uh, I will say the animation doesn't hold up one bit. I just want to throw in because you mentioned the animation. They nearly had that Henson's produce a Scooby-Doo puppet. Mm-hmm. And they instead opted to go with CGI. Oh my God. Yeah. Which, uh, unfortunate, wow. but at the same time, like, there's something about this CGI that feels so nostalgic for me that I forgive it. Like, it's at that point for me <laughs> where I forgive it. But my thing is, like, you look at a movie like Shrek. Shrek came out in 2000, right? Like, this is two years later and it's still this dog shit. I don't know. Very fun movie. Very much enjoyed watching it. Was totally engrossed. Barely took any notes because I was so engrossed in it. <laughs> Ideal uh, experience. Matt, what did you think? I have so much nostalgia for this movie. It was so fun to rewatch. And I think pushing past some of the like early 2000 schlocky jokes of farts and boogers. Yeah, that one like sequence where they just <laughs> fart yeah, in the yeah, kitchen or whatever. Yeah. There's some genuinely like pretty funny, talented writing going on here. Yeah. Which a couple things. One, it's such a shame that I'm sure the shooting script they worked with, they had to cut a tremendous amount. Some of that we know is the case because of like interviews and mm-hmm. deleted scenes, etc. Mm-hmm. And two, I actually went and found one of the earlier iterations of the script. Awesome. And it was just like a really fascinating wow. little read. I don't know where in the revision process it was, but it was one that was revised by James Gunn. So it's mm. at least closer to. Wow what they went with for the shooting script it's such a fascinating little movie it's very nostalgic genuinely you know it's very charming and a lot of fun yeah Yeah, Uh, on the other side of things bring us home the secret movie scooby-doo and the curse of the 13th ghost technically a sequel to the 13th Mm -hmm. ghost arc in the Mm -hmm. early scooby-doo canon series yeah yeah after a very contrived and frequent setup for the beginning of Scooby-Doo movies, wherein Mystery Inc. has decided they're hanging up the, you know, hanging up the gloves. <laughs> they're, they're dropping out of mystery solving when they're pulled back in for one final Sounds case. familiar. It does. When an old friend, Vincent Van Gool, contacts <laughs> the gang about unfinished business with the 13th ghost, Daphne, Scooby, and Shaggy, are all at the top of their game as this is familiar territory for them. So we get to watch a really cool shift in the dynamic as Fred and Velma start to take back seat as they must track down and capture the 13th ghost. I think this movie is just so much fun. Obviously, there are elements that are much closer to like an action or like an adventure movie than like a standard Mm -hmm. mystery solving. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it works really well, especially putting Daphne into the lead, I think is so 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 much fun it's a super cool twist in the dynamic to like have the typically competent members sort of have to take the back seat this movie is just so much fun um i love it a lot (laughs) um and i'm glad i could share it with you guys alex what do you think of this one i had never seen this movie i had never heard of this movie i had never heard of the original scooby-doo arc Mm. where shaggy scooby and daphne go and hunt ghosts this was such a fun, wild ride. Um, I had a great time watching this movie. I was so pleasantly surprised. Jake, what about you? I'm awake. Um, <laughs> Thanks. How did you feel about this one? 
I I so I'm I'm very glad you pitched it. I honestly haven't seen many of like the newer like Scooby Doo's, and honestly. Yes. It's it, it's fun to see an up to date animation style, but um, it did take me a while to get used to it because I've said I was like this is one of the last <laughs> ones I watched, and so I was so used to the old whatever like, and it fucked me up a little bit. And to that, I definitely felt felt like this Scooby Doo was for like a a newer generation, not for its like content or whatever. I just felt like old watching it. I felt like it was so fast and I felt like it like I was being bombarded by like things over and over again. Well, I was like, am I old? Am I like a boomer now where I just like <laughs> I genuinely felt like a boomer watching this movie. I'm like, why am I why why am I not getting all these things and all the other I was thinking about to the other ones and I'm like, oh, were they just slower? Is is my brain is my brain mush? It is today for sure i liked it a lot just because it was a new scooby-doo and i got to see it and yeah i think daphne's a great lead but if you haven't seen the series it does rely heavily on the callback to the series especially in the first half i think it does fine without having seen 13 get 13 ghosts or 13 ghosts yeah i had never heard of it it like very in a very funny way is just kind of like hey all of this stuff happened with uh these three members of the gang just so you know in like a like that whole prequel thing <laughs> and then uh they just like kind of say that it happened yeah it <laughs> opens on like a prequel with vincent van Gool and mort for his assistant as they originally captured or slash recaptured um, mm-hmm. several ghosts and then through a title sequence it recounts the summary of shaggy scooby and daphne capturing them and um to yeah. because i forgot to mention it before this was released in 2019 so this is a mm-hmm. very recent i guess in relative terms scooby-doo movie directed by cecilia aronovich very fun and certainly lots of parallels between these two movies obviously they both start in very similar yeah. ways yeah the gang doesn't quite break apart in 13th Ghost, but it does certainly in the live action. They do the the damsel in distress, whatever, Daphne, like switching it and trying to make, you know, them both um, empowered individuals. I think 13th Ghost plays it up more seriously, where like live action is more for kind of laughs and she's like karate. Honestly, a note I put for the live action, I, this is real, I put, I believe in cinema when they did the fight between <laughs> her and the Telemundo wrestler. Something about that, I was like, wow, I, I believe in cinema. This is the power of movies. I think I like that in 13th Ghost, they, they handle the whole like Daphne thing really, really awesome. But in the live action, I feel like every single one of them have like a, like a moment like that where they like think, you know, they have oh what is mine in the group except for shaggy and scooby which is more in the second live action movie they're just like the pure of heart motherfuckers in this one to try to rally the team together but fred daphne and velma in the live action are just like oh like i'm i'm the pretty boy who's like famous and like whatever like i need to take a step back velma wants to feel like she's actually part of the group rather than like oh you know being overused and daphne's like i'm always the damsel like they're all talking about it and trying to do a different art i think i agree with it for the most part however i don't know if i do as far as fred goes because i don't really think like i think he kind of maintains the same status which 
a lot of that is like entirely purposeful from both like the script and Freddie Prince Jr.'s performance. Like he was trying to ham up. <laughs> I'm a cocky and handsome boy. <laughs> but at the very end, he gives Velma the reins, I think. Like, I don't think they did a great job with his as opposed to the others, but he swallows his pride and it's like, oh, Velma, you guess, actually say how the story Yeah, I guess went. that's true. Yeah. The, the one, <laughs> yeah, stops taking credit yeah. for Velma's stuff all the time. I would argue, though, that Fred's arc in 13th Ghosts is much stronger right. than, Absolutely. than the one um, in the movie, personally. Which is a really fun one. I also want to point out, examining Daphne's change in both of these movies, like, obviously her change in 13th Ghosts is going to be much larger because she is the focal point of the movie versus in the 2002 one, she is you know, one of five cast members who are going through ranging significant changes. The first line of the live action movie is Daphne's line. And it's while I don't know if you caught it because the go- it's while she's getting carried by the ghost and the ghost is wailing. So she kind of says this under the ghost's audio and she says, wow, now I really have a wedgie. Yeah. And that is the first line of this movie, which I just think is you said earlier, Jake. <laughs> cinema yeah <laughs> watching the 2002 movie with subtitles on they like so swear good. a handful of times in this movie and things that like i never caught as a kid that i was like so taken aback like mm-hmm. seeing i was like oh my god he did just <laughs> say bitch like that was what <laughs> what so i was doing research apparently the live action one was supposed to be yeah. rated r the original cut received an r rating that's yeah. pretty fucking and then they, metal, like dude. had to redo everything i think that one of the things that hurts Scooby-Doo 2002, though, is the fact that it had to be recut to get a PG-13 rating from that R rating, because there is stuff that just like stands out in such weird ways. Like, for example, you know, for example, I think a couple things to point to is Velma's relationship with the one guy. They have like two mm-hmm. scenes together and then they like have a big reunion at the end. And it's like, what, yeah. <laughs> what did I miss? I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I was looking at that at the cast list on IMDb. That character's name is Velma's friend. <laughs> <laughs> like the character doesn't even okay, have a name. That's pretty hilarious. Though. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Which might relate to the fact that, according to tweets from James Gunn, Velma was originally explicitly gay in the original mm-hmm. script they used. So maybe something was lost in translation for like he took on the role of some other character. And then another one is the scene with the Coast Guard. They like Colin, like, please, you okay. need to help us. And then they, the two Coast Guard guys <laughs> <Yo>. just go. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was hilarious. They literally just, God. they never come back in the script. They just like are ominous laughter, ominous whatever. That's so funny. <laughs> do you want to know That's what was so cut? funny? I do. I really yeah. do. When they wake up on the beach, the Coast Guard actually show up there to come like see what was going on. They're talking to them and they're like, well, there were all these demons and like the windows are broken, but they must have fixed them. And then it's like, well, your friends are missing. And then they're like, all the people start coming out and they're like, well, they look like they're right here. They... I can't remember the exact threat that they level at Shaggy, but they threaten to put <laughs> Scooby-Doo down. Oh my God. <laughs> They're like, if we get any more of this from you guys, we're going to have to put like put that dog down. I'm like, oh my God. Jesus fucking. Uh, Jesus Christ. And Scooby's like, what? What does that mean? And it's like, what <laughs> happened to Scrappy? And I'm like, <laughs> my god oh my god wait okay but that still doesn't explain the coast guards and their evil looks i think that was probably <laughs> something they added in to like i don't even know explain why why someone answered the call but then no one showed up after they cut the scenes okay. later yeah shaggy has that random line when they wake up on the beach where like they're like oh what happened and then it's like did the coast guard come and then they move on yeah 
<laughs> I think it's pretty fucking funny that it's still in the movie and they decided to do it and then not address it. Like that's they had to know. Like they knew that they did that. Yeah. Well, I wonder if they like were planning on like making their eyes flash green or something so they looked like they were demon boys and then they just kind of thought that maybe that wouldn't work because like then they don't get fixed at the end of the movie. <laughs> Which know. Again, is something the original <laughs> script deals with because you have all these people that went off to wherever their homes were to like reintegrate and pretend to be demons. Towards the end of the script, there are several cutaways to a high school production of Romeo and Juliet where one mm-hmm. of the parents is like remarking <laughs> that their kid is acting so strange. And then the demon <laughs> dies in the spotlight on the stage. Nice, nice. And by comparison, the cutting up they had to do to 2002 weakens it. I think with 13th Ghost that the Monty Python sort of esque ending hurts it because I think it's built up so, so well. And then it's like a true denial of the payoff (laughs) you all want. Yeah, they tried to kind of like gave up. They like didn't want to fully commit to what they were doing. Yeah, which I I do think hurts that movie in in turn. I still think it's kind of funny that it just like wraps up with like Interpol shows up and arrests the guy. <laughs> which is <laughs> amazing. But yes, so it, it, I truly I, I wanted <laughs> the 13th ghost as Modius to just start wreaking some havoc. Destroy the world. Yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> mm. To to truly cap off like adventure movie hero Daphne being sick as hell, dude. Hanging out with Flim Flam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm curious. Obviously, you guys talked about, you know, how long the, the race was in Reluctant Werewolf. Mm-hmm. What'd you guys think of all the avalanches and how much they ran from avalanches? Because w- they I'm do with that you. for like 10 you. minutes in this <laughs> yeah. movie. It's a really long amount of time. I also thought 13th Ghost was a little bit longer than it needed to be. I don't know why I feel that with these movies. I, I really don't know why. Like, it, it's not like an objective. I don't know, Jake, sounds like you can get enough of Scooby-Doo, and that doesn't sound like a Scooby-Doo fan to me. Hey, I fucking love the live action. I think it's a perfect length. If anything, they should make a Snyder cut. <laughs> So it's not the perfect length? Well, if anything, I, I will you, always you want, want the more. the Snyder cut of 2002 Scooby-Doo? Yeah. Okay. Release it. Release the butthole cut. <laughs> oh, yeah. Butthole cut of cats or the, I guess, the cleavage cut of Scooby-Doo 2002. Okay. Here's the thing. Because it apparently yeah. was a big problem. Why did Velma randomly ha- say, hey, titties, uh, when she was a monster? Like, they're like, <laughs> oh, hey, sweater, uh, Velma. And then all of a sudden, like, randomly, like, there are random scenes in the middle where she's just tittying it up. I was very attracted to Velma. I still am. Linda Cardellini, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm better than this usually. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, but like really, like she randomly just like all of a sudden the lowest cut shirt and then all of a sudden after that, they sweater again. It's almost like they realized halfway through shooting, they're like, wait, Linda Cardellini's hot. And then after that, they're like, wait, we shouldn't do that. Like it was, it was just a weird thing. I think there's just so much lost. There was so much lost when they recut the movie. Fred and Daphne's relationship feels really weak. Suddenly they're in love at the end of the movie, which like obviously, you know, this one, it really just comes out of nowhere. I think you just lost so much when they cut it up to make it PG. Yeah, there are like remnants of that. You know, they have the brief scene where, you know, Velma's hanging out at the, the bar and she's given a drink and starts to be a little giddy in the future scenes they show her for. 
they cut out like an entire drunken dancing scene. They cut out so much stuff. <laughs> I want to key into one thing that was like enlightening a moment reading the script. You know how when they're all in the hotel and Scooby charges in is like there's monsters or whatever. And Fred's just like, oh, this is just like a Don Knotts's Christmas party. And he. I don't know, peed all over the floor or whatever. Do you want to know why they randomly mm. name drop Don Knotts? Why? It is a breadcrumb because he is revealed to be the main villain at the very end. That's pretty metal. <laughs> <laughs> no, which is I agree. so wow. such a weird deep cut. Again, I, you know, I don't know at what point in the revision process this came from, because obviously they eventually opted to change it to Scrappy. But yeah, that is why that like weird line about them going to Don Knotts' Christmas party is there. That just like stands alone. It's just like a strange, why Don Knotts? <laughs> they know Don Knotts? Like, <laughs> I still think that the live action is just like I was smiling the whole time, like knowing that it could have been more. Yeah, that's like kind of upsetting. But at the same time, like as it stands, I genuinely think it's still very good. I think the casting's fucking awesome. Matthew Lillard is shaggy in such a great, 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 great way. And seeing it finally like in live action as the first one is so yeah. fun. It gives us Matthew Lillard as shaggy, which is such a valuable thing for modern Scooby-Doo. On the other hand, I think that 13th Ghost, you get Kate Minucci as Velma, which I think is really fun. Oh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of her. Oh, I hated her voice. What? I truly hated uh, her voice in this movie. Yeah, I thought it was awful. I, I, I hated it. I like it. <laughs> it's so many good one-liners from Daphne in 13th Ghost because she's just an adventure hero. It's just so fun. I really think 13th Ghost is, is pretty great. I feel so bad because in another state and age, I feel like what is saying the praise is hard more hardcore for this live action lovely movie that i genuinely do adore um i'm gonna vote scooby-doo 2002 live action i genuinely think the 13 ghost is a very good movie and i i was glad that i saw it it just felt so fast for, for me it felt like i was a little boomer and i got scared of it genuinely that's how i feel the best joke of it was i didn't say it because my brain was foggy but I don't need it Fred splained to me, Velma. That shit was <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, Scooby-Doo 2002, I think it just, it captures childhood really well. And I think it holds up for nostalgia. I'm so torn. Look at my little muscle. God, I'm so strong. <laughs> <laughs> at times when I wish we could have like a Zoom record, like video uh, recording is moments like that. <laughs> <laughs> This one's really tough. This is finals territory for me. Like, I love both these movies. They're so good. I think in the spirit of secret movie, I'm going to vote for Scooby-Doo and the, th the Curse of the 13th Ghost because it was my secret movie. <laughs> and <laughs> all the drama I drummed up about having a secret movie, you know, it <laughs> what a shame it would be for it to go out immediately. Hey, it went up against a titan. It all comes down yes. to me. <laughs> Near perfect film. I really love the concept of Scooby-Doo and the 13th Ghost. I think it is so brave that it harkens back to a series that none of its audiences <laughs> probably have even heard of. <laughs> And I think it does it surprisingly well and uses it to tell a really effective story. But at the end of the day, when I think of Scooby-Doo, I think of Scooby-Doo 2002. And so that is the movie that has my vote and we'll be moving on. Yeah, Hugover Jake was able, able to do it. He did um, it, boys. With that, 
<laughs> Next episode, we've got Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost versus Scooby-Doo and the Alien Invaders. And fuck. <laughs> Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King versus Scooby-Doo 2002. It's going to be a good one. It'll be interesting. I feel like the the discussion in the first half of the episode will be uh, very long and very torn for all of us. And then I feel like the discussion in the second half of the episode will be very short and uh, near immediate. Hmm, vote. Could be. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> Yeah, wait, Jake, what are you going to do? Are you going to vote for Tim Curry or are you going to vote for Scooby-Doo yeah, Live I'm Action? I'm genuinely torn, so so I don't know what you mean. I'm going to wow. have to have a long discussion here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Interesting. Jake, our sweet, sweet boy, needs to, <laughs> to rest Hello. and recover. <laughs> My breath smells awful. Hope you're not trying to do any oh, smooching bud. today. I was going to give you guys a little yeah, kiss. Jake, how are we going to do our smooches later? I know. We got our planned smooches. I'll do better. In passing, one last thing I want to, th- <laughs> two last things I want to throw out about Curse the 13th Ghost before we bid you adieu, audience. One, Flim Flam is just here. Uh, because he's the eye candy, which I think <laughs> is an incredible line. Um, it's so funny. <laughs> and two, it is emblematic of how the modern Scooby-Doo's treat Scrappy. Because <laughs> we're all here, uh, Daphne <laughs> says, says, except Scrappy. And Fred goes, what's a Scrappy? Amazing. <laughs> I love how every oh, movie so since Sc- Scooby-Doo it's 2002 really has continually taken the piss out of Scrappy. <laughs> <laughs> it's genuinely a fuck you to Scrappy-Doo. And we all can agree Which is so that. funny. I'm looking forward to yeah. next episode and i hope you are too audience this was a tough one for some of us here at the tough cut so if you bared <laughs> with us all the way to the end you are a trooper stronger than most you guys should drink water whoever's <laughs> listening drink water if you enjoyed remember to rate comment and follow the show everywhere you can listen to podcasts yeah at tough cut pod we're on the socials this might be the perfect episode to listen to if you are hungover so send this episode to someone who's hungover so they can commiserate <laughs> our lovely lovely yeah jake. yeah jake jake as someone who is hungover during this episode do you recommend it to someone who is hungover honestly when i was hunched over audience couldn't see this but I, when i was hunched over the second time like clocking in and out of the conversation it was actually really nice to hear your guys's voice it was almost like you know in that scene in scooby-doo 2002 where he picks up his ghost head and he's like someone spiked my root beer someone talk me down man talk me down that's how i felt listening to this episode in real time you guys talked me down so i love y'all so much thank you thank you